Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the Calendly link in the show notes and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Jackie Handy. Welcome. Hello. Nice to be back. (laughs) It is nice to be back. Now, 129, Unconscious Competence, was the last episode that we did together here on the show. And it's very rare that I have people back on the show. So it is a great privilege to have you back. But I know that there's a reason. So why don't we just dive straight in? And it's over to you, Jackie. Oh, well, thank you. Well, first of all, I think the privilege is mine for being back and being allowed to come back. Um, thank you, Amy. Yeah, I um, I walked the Camino Santiago this year. Um, and to be specific this year, I walked between April 26th and June 7th of 2023. And for those people that are listening that perhaps aren't sure what the Camino de Santiago is, it is a, um, it's origins, it's a pilgrimage. So it is a pilgrimage into Santiago, which is in northwest Spain. And it is a pilgrimage that follows the way of St. James. It's, it's otherwise known as the way of St. James. And so it is uh, believed that the remains of St. James, or certainly some of his remains, are interned in the cathedral the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela. And so for really thousands of years, pilgrims have flocked to Santiago de Compostela and the cathedral there to pay their respects. Nowadays, the pilgrimage, I I sort of say, quote unquote, the pilgrimage is um, one which people complete for very different reasons. It may be a religious pilgrimage for them, maybe a spiritual journey of sorts, or just a long walk um, and people start from all over Europe and walk to Santiago. I started just across the um, French-Spanish border in a little place called Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port and walked um, the fundamentally 500 miles into uh, Santiago over the course of five weeks and then decided to carry on because why not? I was there. <laughs> so I carried on for another three days and and went to the coast. So I literally traversed one side of Spain to the other, uh, which was pretty incredible. And uh, so I just I, I, I thought, do you know what? Um, I, can I can I share more about this journey? Because it really was quite a journey and I'm still taking some of the lessons, I think, from that walk. Um, so can I share that with somebody that I trust that I know and you were the person that sprang to mind so 
yeah, I thought I'm going to reach out to Amy and see if I can talk to her about my journey and, of course, your your many listeners. So that's wow. So, what did this particular journey mean for you, Jackie? Was it a spiritual one? Was it a long walk? Was it what was the purpose of it? Yeah, it was interesting because I think sometimes with something like this, it starts as one thing and maybe ends with an, it, it ends as another. So um, I turned 50, my last birthday is my 50th birthday. And whether there's something about reaching that point of life where you kind of think, right, there are things that I want to do, especially physical things. Um, uh, should I be looking at doing those when I know that my health is okay? Um, and, uh, and also, I think with my life circumstances, my mum sadly uh, was diagnosed with dementia in 2019. She's kind of at mid-stage of that now, but as an only child, I'm very mindful that I'm likely to be called upon more and more as her condition progresses. And so for various different reasons, working for myself as well, um, I I decided, right, I can, if I'm careful and if I'm, you know, yeah, sensible about it, I can probably manage the time that I need to be able to dedicate for the walk. Um, I can manage the, you know, the finances and everything else that goes alongside that um, and and do this walk. And it literally was just something that I'd heard about from a couple of fellow speakers and I'd watched a film about it and I thought I'd like to do that one day. And, and that one day became April 26th, if you like, the start day. What, what I think has been amazing more than anything is that I decided that I might as well make it a fundraiser. And so um, I thought if I'm going to walk that kind of distance, then I might as well try and do some good from it. So I started raising funds for Dementia UK to, um, to actually support funding a, a dementia specialist care nurse in the local area where I live and more importantly, my mum lives. And so I think what that did was on, on point for this podcast really is it, it enhanced the purpose. It gave me a reason to keep going. It, it, if the day got tough if and the walking conditions did get tough um, on, on many occasions, there's, it's hillier than you think in northern Spain. Um, so, you know, on those tougher days, and I was carrying over a stone in weight in, on my backpack, um, it was that purpose, I think, that kept me going. Well, I know that kept me going. Um, and the lessons, I think, that you learn on the journey, I've been back now for almost two months, and I think they're only just really coming to the forefront of mind as to the importance of them or the relevance of them, really, on the journey. It's been a really interesting walk. <laughs> Um, and I think it was that purpose of looking to raise those funds that kept me going and also just that selfish purpose, not, not one like, you know, I, I know in my business, my purpose is I want to make a difference for people and to help their businesses be more inclusive and all those kind of wonderful things. This was a quite a selfish purpose, to be honest, um, which actually I don't see any shame in saying but it was for me, it was for me to say I could do it, but it was also to do some good from it, um, you know, for selfish reasons. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of why I decided to do it. And it appears to me that this is not just a singular lesson, not just a series of lessons, but this is actually a gift that's going to be continuing for the rest of your life. Yeah, I, I think I think you could be right. Um, and 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 I suppose it's one of those things that I won't really know until. Yeah, you know, and then sort of years down the line, I'd be like, oh, actually, that changed as a result of the Camino. I think one of the things that I think one of the things that I've realized um, from the journey is that um, it's all right to say no more often and dare I say, lighten the load. Um, I posted about this quite recently on my social media about and it, and it started with how much weight is too much weight. And I talked about how I'd researched the extent of what I would be carrying in my backpack, because I knew that actually anything that went in that backpack here at my home was staying with me on my back for over 500 miles across Spain. Now, there there were um, services, just in case anybody's listening that wants to do this there are services where you can ship your bag on if you need to but i wasn't i wasn't intending to do that so um and and how realizing at times wow you know especially if my mood was felt a bit lower a particular day the the pack felt heavier but actually small adjustments to how i carried the backpack or even discarding one or two things that were in the backpack changed how I felt about that load and, and it made it more manageable. And so that was sort of a literal shift, but there was a metaphorical shift in there as well about um, the amount of worrying and anxiety that I had been experiencing, I think, because of my family situation um, prior to that journey and, and how I decided, you know, it's not within my sphere of control. I cannot change my mother's diagnosis i can only change it's an old term i suppose but i can only change how i respond to my mother's diagnosis um and so that in itself released a bit of weight um and uh, and and i think since i've got back from that journey i'm evaluating so much in my life in my professional life as well as my social life and personal life to to think about you know what are the small adjustments that i can make to my life's backpack if you like um you know that will make that load more manageable and and ultimately the walk all the way forward more enjoyable but it's been a yeah, very interesting kind of first step but I think there will be many other things to come because of so much I took from it and the people that I met. And it's one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. And the main character is called Santiago and he goes on a, a trek, a pilgrimage across to try and find his own personal treasure and his purpose in life. Now, it strikes me that there is a reason why Santiago is the name of the main character in the, in the Alchemist, because this is the the Camino de Santiago that you've just been on, and it being Saint James, the patron saint of Spain, it seems to be really symbolic. And I'm sure there is. I will reflect on that in my reflections and actions separately. But what I'm hearing here about this evaluation that you've come to is that you've got a a revised filter for life that you're able to make decisions and choices a lot easier and where things may have weighed you down before 
they don't because it's that decision making operation system that you've now got is so clear yeah i mean um i think just to sort of compartmentalize or, or put it into perspective here um it is a work in progress amy <laughs> um you know i i'd love to be able to say you know i've come back and i've i've got rid of everything in my life that doesn't matter and you know i and i'm just worrying not at all you know and all those kind of things um it is a work in progress but it is in progress and that's the important thing um and i think some so often we can get we get we do get stuck in our lives don't we um we almost know that something perhaps could change and life would improve not just for ourselves but for those who we touch in our lives um you know metaphorically so in our in our personal lives and our, our businesses um uh, but but we're not quite sure what that is or or how to go about it and and i think it, it's almost um you know when we think about our brains going into that alpha frequency and and just almost daydreaming you know a 500 mile walk you do a lot of daydreaming i can tell you and and so there's an element of creativity that comes from that you you become much more observant um of the the things around you in terms of the landscape um and and your it's sensory overload it's so beautiful um but also you come you become much more introspective and and creative about your own inner self i think um and and the the things that i realized that i i'm not quite sure what to do with them yet but i found the whole thing extremely leveling for me as an individual but leveling as a societal thing and you know amy how passionate i am about diversity equity and inclusion uh, in the world and um uh, and that we need more of that basically um and this whole sense of belonging that you know i think so much of society craves to achieve is so naturally present on a journey like the Camino de Santiago. I did the journey on my own, but I was rarely on my own, if that makes sense, because there are many, many different people. And I could be walking one day with somebody who um, has nothing. And I could be walking with somebody another day who's extremely wealthy and, you know, uh, even, even famous. Um, I could be walking with people who have, um, uh, have had tragedy in their life and that is the reason for the walk there are other people who are walking for various various other reasons and here's the thing until and only until and unless you build um that kind of relationship with them you don't know you do not know who you're walking with and they don't know who you are that they're walking with um there's an etiquette if you like on the camino that you don't sort of say um uh, morning you know why are you walking the camino because it's such a personal thing for people um so it's only when you have the privilege to be let into somebody's life that you may uncover some more about them and that i think is such a leveling experience i i don't know i just keep thinking to myself every leadership team or you know team in the land should go for walks together because it's just such a leveling experience um yeah i don't know what that means and and what that will mean for me but i found it one of the most single magical experiences of the entire walk 
the people that you meet and the experiences that they they share. And I, I find it slightly ironic that here you are on a, on a podcast which is focused on why, talking about your why, and yet the etiquette of this particular walk was not to ask why. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Right. But, but I do. I do want to dig into this sense of belonging that we are craving to achieve and knowing that fitting in is the opposite to belonging and and you, and you are on this walk alongside other people and you've clearly had an epiphany because you started thinking one thing or started this walk started with one thing but it's ended with another or many others and the way that you you said that it, there is a, a a way of being on this walk, did you find that come naturally to you? You didn't have to fit in. Did you belong? Yeah. You know what? That's a really great question. Um, so, yeah, there was there were just no expectations. I think um, you know I I'm a, a a gay female and you know, there's always been, even though I speak about my lived experience now for organisations, I, I do, I, I do still, uh, if people have listened to 129, they'll understand a, a little bit more. But, you know, there's always an element of um, just hesitation, as I tell them, if if that makes sense, or has, or has it start as it starts to come out in conversation. And I, and I suppose this was no different an experience, because that's my own triggers if that makes sense. Um, however, I think the, the important thing there was that, and this is where I think it, there is a link into Focus on Wise, because there was that common purpose. And if that common purpose is just, let's get to Santiago, you know, then so be it. Um, I, I found myself, um, I was an early bird, um, so I would I, I would enjoy waking early. I would usually be on the road between six and six thirty a.m. starting to walk, and the reason for that was twofold. One, um, it was a little cooler and it was quite warm, uh, even at the time of year I was walking. Um, so it was a little bit cooler, and two, because I just adore the sunrise, and the sunrises were magical. Um, and what that meant was that um, a lot of the time I walked alone through choice. I walked alone. I mean, I traveled alone. Um, but, you know, people say to you, oh, you know, you'll never be alone. You're always surrounded by other pilgrims and people that you keep meeting from town to town. And that is absolutely true. And in fact, I, I ended up with a circle of um, several friends on that journey that I think we will remain friends for life because we've had that shared experience together. Um, but I still enjoyed the solitude of just getting up and all I could really hear, apart from the birds waking up, were my own feet on, on the gravel path. Um, that, I think, was amazing. I'm not sure if that answers your question, but that was a... a something that I didn't expect to enjoy because um, I'm quite extroverted. Um, but I think it allowed my introverted side to come 
just to just to feel at ease in my own company with no expectations. This was one of the things that I loved about the Camino experience that I wish so many other people in life in you know the, the the life that we that we live the world that we live in right now could experience the simplicity that the camino brings you know all you got to do is walk now i do appreciate you know of course some people have physical limitations so i'm not being flippant about it when i say all you've got to do is walk but i mean whether that's one kilometer or 25 or 30 kilometers you know whatever your your body wants to allow and your time allows for you but i mean that there's nothing else infiltrating your world for the time that you are experiencing the camino de santiago it's just an, an out of this world experience i feel very lucky to have done it I can see and I can really pick up on how it has shifted a lot of ways of reflection and ways of, of inner introspection. And, and what I want to just try and understand a little bit more is the observations of landscape, the impact of being in nature. And you've mentioned the sunsets, you've mentioned, sorry, sunrises, and you've also mentioned the sound of the birds, the sound of your feet, and it being quite a sensory overload there. Whenever I read, particularly, I've got a daily philosophical calendar, a daily stoic, everything seems to be about moments of nature and how they impact us. And I think that's it links heavily again to what I was saying earlier about belonging and where we belong in this world. We, we, we tend to take ourselves away from the nature side of things so often can, can be the case. And you've talked about being in touch with the weather, you know, understanding the choices that you're making because of, of the natural environment. So just share with me sort of the, the lessons that you've taken about being more at one with nature. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I, I live in the countryside at home, but, but it's very different just being in the countryside and walking. And um, yeah, there's, nature doesn't ask you to be anything other than yourself right how can you not belong in this wonderful world we live in um which is ironic isn't it in its own own sense i suppose um when we are so busy as you mentioned there you know trying to change some of ourselves or 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 hide some of ourselves in order to somehow fit in nature doesn't expect that of you um you know and and ultimately you know i suppose <laughs> Uh, there's what do they say there's no such thing as bad weather it's only inappropriate clothing right so um so ultimately you know the the weather that you experience as long as you're equipped for it in the right way um then you can handle anything that's thrown at you right um and i think again there therein lies a metaphor for life you know um if you if you're metaphorically dressed appropriately you can deal with anything um and it's hard to put into words, Amy, you know, um, that connection with nature, because it, it just means that you are, you're just so very present. You know, I, I am um, uh, 
uh, quite highly strong, I suppose some would say. And, you know, I, I find myself thinking, well, what's next, what's next, what's next in life? And whether that's for my own growth and development, whether that's for my business, whether that's for what's going to happen next in my family or my personal circumstances. You know, I find mys- I've found myself over the years, you know, always looking for the next thing because I, I think in many ways society makes us, doesn't it? It almost, you know, dictates that in order to be um, uh, quote unquote successful or, uh, you know, the, the best daughter or the best um, spouse or the best uh, business person or whatever, you, you've got to be looking at evolving and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And, and nature says, hey, just show up as you are. It's all I need from you right now, you know, and and that's it. And it's um, it's a game changer. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give you a very a, a quick story as well. Um, so, the Camino de Santiago is um, the the sign of the Camino is the um, conch shell, and the um, and the and a yellow arrow. So there are fundamentally all across Europe, um, in in the UK as well, but all across Europe, um, there are yellow arrows and these shells, signs uh, all across. And um, they guide you, right? So you can't get lost. And I I did a little blog. It was mainly for my family, actually, um, while I was away. And I did this little video that said, you know, oh, you know, can't get lost here because you've got all these signs guiding your way, etc. A little while later that same day, I mean, you couldn't write it. I found I, I got lost, right? And um, I lost the path. Um, I couldn't see anyone around. I remember I did a lot of walking on my own. I actually did look behind me and I noticed there were a couple of people following me, um, neither of whom spoke the same language as me. And I didn't speak either of their languages. So that was quite comical in itself. But we they were following me and I was just walking and hoping to walk away from the sun so that I knew I was traveling west. Um, I, a long story short, I did find my way back to the path and we all successfully, um, although we'd missed out a town, we got our way back to the, uh, the main path. But I found myself thinking, was I lost or was I off track? And I think there's a there's a there's a distinction there that changes how you feel about the experience, right? Um, uh, I think if you're if you feel lost, you go into a bit of panic mode. You feel like um, maybe I can't cope. Maybe you know I've done something wrong again, quote unquote. Whereas for me, when I thought back, it's like actually I did. I knew that I needed to keep going west. I knew that I was safe. That's really important. There's so many lessons for life here in all of this. Um, and I was just taking a different path. <laughs> so I was just off the path. I wasn't off path. I was just off the path or the way, as it's known. Um, and so I think that teaches me something, not just about me, but of how potentially I can work with the people that I work with as well. Because, you know, are you are you lost is it wrong have you have you messed up or are you just doing something differently you know are you not really lost so there's those kind of things that nature and the pre- just being present in nature and thinking of nothing else just walking just brings to the forefront 
of of one's mind and and has stuck with me just those small things you know just losing the sign and I guess you know when we don't have clear direction sometimes we can go off track there's another lesson I won't go into that one but there's they're, they're everywhere aren't they they're all these lessons if you're open to if you're open to learning them that's that's something else and I think that's something that nature gives you where you can just be who you are as you are in nature so much comes to you and uh, yeah I I just think it's it was just a magical magical thing I'm throwing lots at you aren't I from this uh, honestly yeah I mean it's really <laughs> interesting I'm thinking, right, am I lost or am I on track? What, 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 what track do I take you on next? I feel there's so many different options here. <laughs> the, 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 the scallop shell that is the symbol with the yellow arrow is, is beautiful, actually. I just looked it up and, and had a look so I could see what you were referring to. And it's, it's also supposed to symbolize courage, strength and hope, which is lovely. I love, I love those, that combination of the challenge that this has set to you, the challenge that you took up to go on this particular route. And that sort of conversation that you were having about what's next and always looking for the next thing. I was just thinking as you were saying that, well, who's actually keeping count? Like even I can't keep count on whether I'm in the present or doing the next thing. I'm, no one's actually even keeping count on, on on anyone else, right? There's there's no way to know whether you are being judged for evolving, doing the next thing, or whether in the moment you're really appreciating what is there. And and that as you said was a game changer, just understanding how to be sort of be present and, and also how to to know that you being off track was okay and that you were safe. And so what I wanted to sort of really pick up on is how are you measuring or how are you how are you sort of now reflecting on what where you are now where you want to be and what that gap is if any wow <laughs> oh my god um i th i think you know there's a part of me that's letting a lot of this still sit um and and letting it just be um i have um so there's there's been a few things that I've um, changed that reasonably radical, I suppose. I've um, I've rethought, um, you know, how I work, um, so that I've got some balance of free time, um, and but I think by doing that will probably, if I'm honest, allow me to be more productive, uh, bizarrely, by working less than sort of sat at my computer all day every day as a I'm I don't like the term busy fool but I recognize I have been that person from time to time so I think um uh, less less time more quality would be better than more time less quality so that's one thing um so rethinking how I balance work and life and like really balance it so that I'm I really am working to live and not living to work um i've i've actually got rid of my car <laughs> really recently as well um i i do have a car still but i've gotten rid of a a, a very new car um that was a bit all singing all dancing because i've always liked my cars and realized that actually i don't need that car 
sitting on the drive, not going anywhere because I'm traveling a lot less post COVID with, you know, and I can do my work. Much of my work can be done from here at home virtually. Um, so why am I sort of spending money and focusing my efforts on something that isn't serving me um, that, that I don't need and therefore isn't serving me? So there's been a, a, a few things already. Um, and, and I suppose those are things that maybe your perspective just changes a little bit. Um, and, and that's an initial sign of that perspective change. But I, I do think that um, I, and I suppose one, <laughs> has to be a bit mindful of, of just those knee-jerk responses. So you go on um, what, what I never thought would be a life-changing um, walk, although many people said, oh, it'll change your life. And I said, hmm, my, my, my life's good. I don't, I don't need my life changing. Um, but actually, bizarrely, there are some changes that, you know, some of which I just mentioned there uh, that have already occurred. But I, I, I think you have to be mindful of coming back from something like that and say, right, OK, I'm, let's, I'm sell the house and, you know, I'll go and live in a tent somewhere on a remote island in the Pacific. You know, it's all a bit that becomes a bit dramatic. So, you know, there are things in life that we, I need to certainly stick around for right now and, um, and want to, wouldn't choose anything different. So it's just allowing the things that perhaps I have to be around for uh, and the things that I want to be doing more of and just allowing those two things to sit together so that they're not in conflict with one another, but actually they just work very nicely and ripple with one another. Um, and, and ebb and flow nicely and I think that will be a good thing for my own energy levels and my own just inner psyche to be honest I think so. it's really interesting that you you spoke about having this balance between life and work and and I often speak about people having a lens of purpose instead of just looking at a, creating this white work-life balance instead aim to achieve a balance between purpose and enjoyment across all areas of your life and that shift seems to be what's happened to you is that yes you've made some shifts in 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 the car and and other other perspectives but it's now a case of how are you lightening that load it comes back to you know the metaphor of the rucksack again yeah I think it does and uh you know we you you sometimes meet people who will say, you know, they, they will profess to make your life better by saying, you know, I'll help you manage your life and sort your life out and all those kind of things. And, you know, I don't I don't dismiss those people, but I think sometimes what happens is that that's somebody else's way. So that has worked for them, um, but it may not be um, feel congruent for 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 someone else. And um and, and I think, yeah, because no one knows you like you know yourself and um, and no one feels what you feel. And um, and so if we were talking about the heaviness of life, personal life, professional life, you know, just life generally and looking for, as you say there, that balance and, and of purpose and energy in all walks of our life, then it is only us that can. I guess, feel the weight of what it is we're carrying around. And therefore, we feel the lifting of that weight when we even just try and think, you know, well, what might happen if, you know, I, I could have said, 
um, well, I wonder what might happen if I just um, monitored each month how many miles I was driving in my calves before I decided to get rid of it. Um, you know, there will be people that they like to see the evidence, they like to see the data, and so they want some kind of you know, real way of measuring that's data driven, if you like, and that might be for any part of their life. So for me, I'm a bit of a, I don't know, just kind of like feel it. And yeah, if it feels right, then I'm good with that. Um, I'm a bigger picture kind of person, really. And um, and so I just knew that actually this it was pointless having the car I'd got for the, the amount of miles I was doing. But I think the, the, the point that point could be made across different elements of life and 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 an individual's life and i think that those are things that are still to come for me amy on the back of this journey to be honest just really seeing okay what weight can be lifted here and and also what weight gives me comfort that might sound like a strange thing to say but you know the first couple of times i went on long walks after returning from the camino felt odd because I didn't have a pack on my back isn't that strange you know because you'd I'd almost got used to you know the pack on the back meant ready for walk you know it was almost like not the, not it wasn't an armor but it was like it was the it was like the business suit that we would put on but but for walking you know really interesting so yeah and I I can imagine that if I sat down with a group of people, 10, 100, 1,000, everybody's experience would have been different. Everybody takes something different from this journey. And, and that's what's so special about it is that you, you bring yourself present to this walk and you come away from it, still you, but a different version of. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, and that, I think, is one of the magical another magical part of this whole experience really is um yeah i mean you know you've got to be yourself everyone else is taken you know we've all heard that little phrase but um being the best version of you i think and a version of you that at that moment in time serves you you know um i i think we do all somewhere within us have a purpose now some people know very clearly what that purpose is um for other people their purpose has been fixed for a long time for forever for other people you know their purpose maybe has shifted as they've gone through their life and for some people they struggle to really realize what that purpose is i think you know and um and these kind of experiences i think can really help individuals um you know but whether they come away knowing what their purpose is, knowing what their why is, um, and they have this big, I don't know, massive shift in life, or whether they just realise that things feel okay, or that things just feel that little bit better, or that little bit less stressful, or that little bit more manageable, um, that can also be enough. Um, but to say, yeah, come out, a different version of yourself to, I don't know, maybe just a more grounded version of yourself, at least, at least for now, <laughs> um, then great, I'll take it. And you said that your purpose in business is very clear. You want to make a difference. 
and your purpose for yourself now, is it one and the same or is it different? Ah, that's a good question as well. I think um, that that's something I'm also going to just let sit for a little while, I think, because, um, yes, I, um, I, I think, I think, one of the things I've talked about, I talk about a lot in my work is small steps, you know, small steps can make a big difference. And uh, funnily enough, I've just taken over about a million and a half small steps uh, and it, it's made a big difference. <laughs> um, can I define that difference right now in a single sentence? Honestly, Amy, I probably can't. Um, but it feels OK. And that's the important thing. So I think if, if I give myself permission to just not stress so much about I've got to have this sorted and that sorted, then bizarrely, life is sorted. Does that make sense? I, I don't know if it makes sense to you or, or yeah, you, you're smiling a little bit at the other end there, but it, it just almost feels a little bit like just roll with it for a little while. Maybe that's the purpose, you know? Maybe that's it. Just roll with it. I think I think it comes back to what you were sharing earlier about control about understanding what you are able to and what you're not able to. And so when you say life is sorted, life and the world and the universe understands that. And it's up to us to take that on board, that learning as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess so, you know. And um, I suppose a bit, a bit like uh, in the same way I felt whilst walking, you know, where you're no two bits of landscape were the same. You never knew what was over the next hill. Um, uh, I remember entering a part of the Camino called the Meseta, and um, it, it's where basically mountainous areas and the, the Rioja region sort of disappears behind you, and you go into this um, sort of quite barren plains, if you like, a, a very flat area of northern Spain. And... Um, and literally, I got to the top of this hill and I looked over the precipice and there were just these flat plains, beautiful um, sort of beige and cream and different shades of green. The fields, really angular, just as far as the eye could see. And um, and that was an example of I had no idea that that was just going to be over the over that hill. And um, maybe it's a. Uh, expect nothing, prepare for everything kind of moment, you know. Um, and I suppose it does always comes back to, um, you know, if if you yourself feel in a good place with life, then you are much more open to the things that life throws at you and much more equipped to deal with what comes your way, I suppose. And be that challenges, be that opportunities be that everything in between um I, I i think the these kinds of lessons are valuable and invaluable i think um for for life's journey and yeah <laughs> I, I don't know where i go from here you know it's it it's just one of those things that i will just see um see what happens 
on the top of the next hill of life, really. What's over the other side of that? But I feel ready to deal with it. So it's a good feeling. It sounds like you've also got some real clarity around boundaries, boundaries that you're drawing for yourself and for others and who's part of your world, who's not part of your world, literally just understanding. Again, it comes back to that belonging, knowing where you belong, what belongs around you and having that clear mark. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you when you find yourself away from those you love the most for a period of time, despite the fact I chose to do this, um, you know, um, it, it was hard. Um, you know, I obviously, you know, missed my my wife, Shah, I missed my uh, my mum and dad and, and you know, my, my family. Um, it helps you put things into perspective, you know, it, it and, and as you rightly say, Amy, it, it helps you really realize not only what matters but what doesn't and i think you know there's there's as much of of that that has come from this journey um as anything else um and that feels those boundaries i felt very proud of myself even earlier today on a call with somebody who was um inviting me to get involved with something and i just thought you know that's going to take up some of my time that i can be focusing that energy and attention elsewhere and and I very graciously declined and I felt super proud of myself for doing that because, you know, it, it can be hard to to say no to people. Um, but, yeah, you're right. You know, those those boundaries are there. Um, and and I think if I can keep those boundaries strong um, and, you know, it's that that whole kind of when you become more aware of these things, you um, uh, even unconsciously, actually, I think you know, they keep coming back for you and serving you on that journey. And I think boundaries like that will serve me well. Mm, I love that. There's a, something has come to mind, which is the work of Viktor Frankl. I'm doing a lot of work writing my book about purpose at the moment. And Viktor Frankl, who is the author of Man's Search for Meaning, identified that purpose and meaning can be found in four key areas in life. And One is in creating a work or doing a deed or by experiencing goodness, truth or beauty. Another one is by experiencing nature, works of art or culture. Another one is loving someone. And the other one is in the stand that you take in how you adapt to and react to unavoidable limits on life possibilities. Now, the walk seems to have encompassed almost all of those elements. And so <laughs> it's so purposeful and meaningful, which I think is why a pilgrimage in itself is just such a powerful thing to do, because you are out experiencing nature, you are doing a deed, you are uh, loving someone, or which could be yourself on this journey. And in the stand you take in, in what you do and, and what you stand for and what you stand against. And so, wow. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And um, I, I, I have read that book as well. In fact, on the back of your talking about it on one of your many podcast episodes, Amy, um, but I, 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 I don't remember the messages as well as you do. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right um, in, in terms of how all of that seems to have been encompassed in that in the walk. Um, you know, and I think so much of that comes from that balance of time spent alone and time spent with others um you know we are social animals at the end of the day and you know there were times where although these people i'd met them as strangers of course we were all strangers to one another 
in an experience like that that's outside your daily life um you can become quite close to people quite quickly um and then miss them when they're not around you know which is so interesting you've only known them five minutes you know um but yeah that that real blend of perhaps being around the right people <laughs> at the right time in your life um and and that equal balance of being comfortable in your own company um by the way I, I will say I had absolutely no expectation from this walk you know it was just a walk I just wanted to prove I could do it I suppose you know and it's one of those things that until you've done it you don't know if you can do it which is also probably something that resonates with people in other parts of their life um yeah but yeah I had no expectation and and yet all of these things you know that we've just been talking about um and I'm very very sure that there will be more to come but yeah a very um powerful experience and one that if there is anybody listening that thinks or has been thinking about doing something like this I highly recommend it there is there is no it's not a race you can take whatever time you need. You can even just walk a portion of it. Um, you know, if you um, if you don't fancy walking 500 miles, um, and there are there are Camino routes all over Europe, so you don't have to do the same route that I did. Um, there are various different routes of various different lengths uh, in various different locations, but an experience like this one is amazing. And I, and I really think it's good for body and mind. Um, and, and I think I'll be um, very, very grateful to its lessons for a long time to come yet. And will you take anyone with you next time you go? Which is really interesting, isn't it? Would, you know, lots of people have said, would you do it again? And I said, um, in a heartbeat, I would do it again. But for the fact, I wouldn't leave people for this length of time again um i am planning to do another one amy um i'm planning to do uh, another route um into santiago called the camino in vienna so i did the camino francaise last time this would be the camino in vienna which is about around about 200 miles so around about two weeks of walking um so i'm planning to do that uh, all being well into next year um but the camino is a very personal journey and for some people absolutely they do it with friends or they do it with a partner or a family member and that is absolutely their prerogative um if i were to do it again with some i mean every experience would be different but if i was doing it with someone else no matter who that person was to me um it would change the whole experience and there is nothing wrong with that because I, i'm sure that that experience would be as wonderful but it would be just different and i think i loved the it sounds quite selfish but it is it, it i loved the selfishness of it actually that it was something that i could do by myself and for myself and and that gave me um something very very precious and is there a danger that you're trying to replicate an experience by repeating it, knowing that you had no expectations going into it the first time? Now it's hard not to understand what the outcomes are going to be. 
Yeah, that's that's that is true. And uh, yes, it, it could be for me actually. I, I, one of the things I, I have mentioned it, but is the landscape. It's it's absolutely beautiful, northern Spain. Um, and, you know, you you actually pass through, I think it's about seven provinces. Um, and where Santiago de Compostela sits is in Galicia, which is um, is quite green because it, it is a, actually often rainier, um, sort of a mini sort of microclimate within there. But it does add to its beauty. It's quite spectacular um, when you go over the Cantabrian mountains and into um uh into galicia it's very very beautiful so the route that i was thinking of taking actually just gives me more of the galician countryside um but from a different angle so it's actually for that reason just it, it is literally just because i want to do another walk but i know that if i go to spain and do a walk for two weeks or even to portugal or wherever um that would mean i'd focus much more on the walk than if I just went to my local forest like I do every day with the dog. Does that make me, does that make sense? So I think, I don't think I would want to, I wouldn't want to try and compete with the experience I had on the Camino Frances because I don't think there would ever be a comparison. Um, it's a great question though. And, uh, but yeah, it's actually just selfishly to go back and enjoy some more of the Spanish countryside because I loved it. Well, you've certainly, encouraged me to think about doing this and uh, yeah it, it sounds wonderful and I can understand why the the attraction is so high for so many people why people would do it and, and take on their own their own personal journey with themselves it, it sounds like a, an incredible experience Jackie I just want to say thank you for highlighting this as a as a particular topic for coming back on the show for really sharing this magical experience that you've been on it really has been incredible how would people get in touch with you you you've clearly got lots to share with with the world so what's the best way for them to reach out well i i thank you once again for having me back on amy um and yeah i hope it has inspired other people yourself and maybe other people to um to consider doing something like this too um yeah i can be reached i'm uh jackie handy com is my website um jackie handy you'll find me on linkedin where i generally hang out business wise um and i know that you'll put my stuff in the show notes as you do but um yeah if anybody wants to talk about um uh, you know inclusive leadership and maybe the role that this kind of uh, activity could have in supporting that in your business um or even you just want to have a chat about maybe doing the camino to santiago um yeah, honestly, I'd be very happy to talk to people. Um, yeah, add my contact stuff in the notes, Amy, and people can get in touch. But thank you once again. It'll go, it'll all go in the show notes. So thank you. Jackie, do you have some final words to share? I know it's been incredible and there's been so much already shared, but then is there something in particular that you just like to highlight? You you know me well and you know how much I can talk. So I'm just gonna say something really simple that's known by people already but i think fits this moment and that is switch off and switch on again it works for computers and it works for life try it how has this conversation had an impact on you what value have you received from tuning in what are your reflections with actions 
please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.